Welcome to Narrow Way to Broadway, a podcast for people of faith with a passion for the arts. Each episode is designed to foster community for the thespian and non-thespian and the believer and non-believer alike by navigating topics affecting the hearts, minds, and homes of artists everywhere. Thanks for joining. So this week on the podcast, or I guess last week, um, we had Morgan Harrison. Um, She came and chatted with Philip and... Morgan was in Beetlejuice and Mean Girls on Broadway. She is a dancer, triple threat extraordinaire. Um, and they just chatted about like what it means to have big dreams. Um, and I loved the question that Philip asked her. Um, at one point, he just asked, you know, so so you work and you made it on Broadway. Morgan's story kind of starts when she was really young, uh, moving to New York City in an act of faith to dance with uh, Joffrey. And I think that when she finally got on Broadway, she talks about that just being such a, a an answered prayer. And I loved that she said that once she got this contract, she kind of had this idea of just now what? Um, and I'm excited to chat with you today about this. Um, I think a lot of time on Airway to Broadway, we, t- we talk about the before seasons. Um, a lot of us are in that season of anonymity. Uh, our life feels like a waiting room and the anticipation and the excitement and planning of the before is for most of us the reality. Um, we spend time dreaming about what it would be like to open our first Broadway show, you know, for the curtain to rise and think to ourselves, finally, I finally did it. Um, I've spent so much of my time thinking of what it would be like to get to call my mom and say, mom, finally, you know, all of the money and the carpools and the time you spent, uh, it was worth it. I'm going to be making my Broadway debut. Literally even just saying that like makes me emotional. Um, and I really, and truly have spent a lot of my life yearning for, and honestly idolizing that moment. Uh, I sit and I pray, God, please, if it is in your will, allow me to book this gig. Please, God. And in the yeses and in the noes, you know, he is present and he is faithful. Um, But what happens when we exit the anonymous season, when the waiting is over, when our prayers are answered in an observable way? Um, I think that we can look to the book of Acts for this one. So the fact that the book of Acts even exists is basically the answer to perhaps the biggest now what in all of biblical history. Um, Jesus had come. He fulfilled the law and the prophets. He was fully God and fully man, and he lived a blameless life, um, discipling those around him. Um, And all four gospels document this, you know, his birth, his death, and his resurrection. But the story, the fulfillment of dreams, um, isn't where the story ends. So in Acts 1, um, it says, then they gathered around him and asked him, so these are some of the disciples, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? It says, he said to them, it is not for you to know the the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky, and as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them, they said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. So the disciples are left here with, you know, the images in their mind of the descended or of the ascended Jesus. 
only a memory now. Jesus came and they did life together. He was who he said he was. He rose from the dead and ascended into heaven. So like the story is over, right? John's gospel ends, we turn the page, but there is work to do. These men in white barely give the disciples any time to process when they basically say, why are you staring into heaven? The story isn't over yet. We have work to do. Could you imagine watching the resurrected Jesus ascend into the literal clouds and you are left on earth? If that isn't a now what moment, I don't know what is. This is where the church begins, people. This is where we bear the weight of sharing the good news. And this is where you and I truly get to enter the narrative. I think that at times I am so tempted to be like the disciples here, to be so in awe of what I've seen and felt and experienced because of of Jesus that I forget there is work to be done, that I am on earth with a call, a job to do, that I know good news that I must not save for myself. So that was in Acts 1. What about Acts 2? What was the answer to the question, now what, for the disciples and perhaps for us as well? Well, in Acts 2, the Holy Spirit comes as a gift at Pentecost. Peter addresses the Jews and the rest of the crowd of the people of Jerusalem. He speaks of Jesus as the Messiah and says, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. And I love this part. It says, When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Literally, they say, now what? So Peter replies and says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and the children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. And then it says, for many, with many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted the message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to the number that day. And next it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. At the believers, all the believers were gathered together and had everything in common. They sold property and possession to give to anyone in need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. That is a pretty good answer to the now what? You know, prayers have come true. God's promises and prophecies fulfilled. Are you in awe of Jesus and his person and his personhood and who he was on earth? This is the now what? Now share the good news. Tune into the Holy Spirit, bring healing, bring restoration, be generous, be hospitable, eat together, drink together, praise God, because the story is not over. Like the disciples, we were left on earth with good news. This news is worthy of sharing. We no longer wait in anticipation for the fulfillment of prophecies, but get to rest on and spread Jesus's good name. We get to go around like the, like the believers in the New Testament and say, yes, it was him. It was Jesus, the one who came and fulfilled my dreams. It was him. Here is how you know him too. We can't simply stare at the clouds, friends. The news is too good not to share. So let's share it. Let us pray.
God, you have given us good, good news. Um, and I think in our good intention and in our awe and in our wonder, I think we're often left just paralyzed. What do we do with this good news? Um, how do we share it? And in the, in the mess and the muck of what our world is, God, I think we forget the simplicity of the gospel. Um, I think we forget that we, ha- we are charged um, with spreading and sharing um, and that the story doesn't just end with the resurrection. It doesn't end with the ascension, God. The story is still going. It's not even over. Um, and when you charged Peter and these other people with establishing the church, God, that is the narrative that we are invited into. Um, God, give us boldness. Give us courage. Give us excitement. Um, and conviction to share this news as though it is as as though it is good news, um, not something that we like reluctantly accept or adhere to because it's the way we were raised. But it is a it is a calling that we get to step into because you chose us and you called us and you know us. Um, yeah, just la- allow us to be bold and allow us to be just fierce lovers of the people that you um, that bear your image, God, which is everyone. Um, Yeah, give us strength to do this. Um, Yeah, it's too good not to share. We love you. Amen.